0: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are simply that. Opinions. All are presumed innocent until proven otherwise in a court of law. Sensitive topics are discussed. Discretion is advised.
1: On this week's Court TV podcast, the murder trial of Robert Durst, the infamous subject of the HBO docu-series *The Jinx*, is underway. Will LA prosecutors be able to do what others have failed to do in the past and convict him of murder? Plus, we'll preview another big trial we're covering on Court TV: Florida versus Andre Warner, the dating at murder trial.
0: This is the Court TV Podcast with Vinny Politan and Seema Iyer.
2: Welcome to the Court TV Podcast. I am Vinny Politan, actually in the same room. (laughs) <laughs> With Seema Iyer, who is back here at Court TV after a little sabbatical in New York City. Welcome back, Seema.
1: Thank you so much. It's so much better to be across from you, looking at your lovely face doing our podcast, than being so far away. So it's so good to be home.
2: Yeah, it's good to get together, and there's so much happening. I mean, it doesn't stop. You know, it's almost like we're hamsters. On the the wheels of justice. Because once one big trial ends, the next huge one begins. And that's where we are today.
1: Well, you know, I went from New York straight to L.A. So I was supposed to go from New York back to Court TV headquarters. But no, I had to go to L.A. Why? For Robert Durst. Because he is on trial again. Despite the fact that he is 115 years old, he is facing yet another murder trial. This time it's in California. And you remember this case, Susan Berman.
2: Right. But but let's 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 back up a step. Robert Durst, who is this guy? Oh gosh. Why should people care about him? I mean, he's 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 got hundreds of millions of dollars, right? He's a real estate heir.
1: A real estate heir from New York, New York. And in a way, he is an older version of President Trump, you know, coming from that real estate background, that New York lifestyle, very well known in the New York scene. Back in the 70s, 80s, he would go to the club, Studio 54. So he was really one of those local celebrity Would he celebrity hang out types. with Andy Warhol, you think? I think so. Probably. I I, I do think so. So that's how he really became well-known in New York City. And then, of course, he became infamous when his wife disappeared in
2: 1982.
1: 1982.
2: Okay. Wife is just up and gone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so his wife, well, (laughs) no, prosecutors think she wasn't just up and gone. Prosecutors think that he killed her.
2: But he's never been charged with that. He's
1: never been charged with that. He has repeatedly been investigated for that 1982 disappearance of his wife, Kathy, but never been charged for it. Then, fast forward, at some point he moves to Galveston, Texas— in some random place. I mean, love Texas, big fan, but Galveston is not your Dallas or Houston or cosmopolitan. No, no. It, and, and
2: this is right around the time where they start reinvestigating the disappearance of his wife. He sort of disappears in Galveston, Texas. A guy's worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and he's living in an apartment that's like $300 a month.
1: $300 a month, and he's uh, dressing like a woman. Right. Who he happened to go to high school with or something. Do- Dorothy Siner is her name, and he would dress up like Dorothy Siner, and, he- and Dorothy was a woman that he went to Scarsdale High School with.
2: There you go. But wasn't he also pretending to be mute?
1: Yeah. Well, you know why? I mean, he had a really good explanation. Listen, Robert Durst is nothing if not clever. His explanation was he has a very masculine voice, and how is he supposed to hide that masculine voice? obviously, by being a deaf mute. I mean, it makes total sense. <laughs> Does it not? It makes sort total of. sense to me, total sort. sense. Okay, so he's, he's that and he befriends this guy, Morris Black, and they become buddies. And the story goes that he confided to Morris Black and told him about whatever may have happened with his wife. But he was very honest with Morris Black. Uh, and then Morris Black got killed. Robert Durst goes on trial for that. Not just killed. Shot in the head.
2: Dismembered.
1: Okay, but that was after you have to kill someone before you dismember right. them. Killed. Okay. And well, dismembered. I, I'm just going by the timeline, Vinny. So. And his
2: and and his remains are all over the place. Oh. Uh, and and he then is charged with the murder of his neighbor, Morris Black. This is a case that Court TV covered back in the day.
1: Were you then? At, at CORE TV then? Yes, I was. Oh, you were? Okay, I can't, I never remember your timeline. When, yeah, did, when did I, you Yeah, I was
2: there, but I did not cover that particular case.
1: Okay, so, yes, so he was on trial for the murder of his friend and neighbor, Morris Black.
2: And you think prosecutors have a great case. You've got a guy hiding, pretending to be a mute woman, and kills his neighbor and dismembers his neighbor so they think they've got a strong murder trial, a uh, murder case
1: here. You would think just on its face it was strong. But uh, he took the stand and he said, listen, I didn't kill him. It was self-defense.
2: I didn't murder him.
1: Yeah, I, I, I didn't murder him. Sorry, sorry. I didn't murder him. Right, right, right. So he said, and this is convoluted, and maybe you know more about it, but he said it was an accident and then I was defending myself.
2: Right. They kind of put the two together. It was accidental self-defense.
1: Like, that's a thing.
2: But then he purposely dismembered him.
1: Well, again, reasonable explanation, because nobody would believe him. He thought that it was self-defense or accident, so he thought the only way to handle this would be to dismember Mars Black.
2: And then the jury comes back and— Basically oh. says, all right, you're, you're guilty of the dismembering of of the body, right? But you're not guilty of murder because prosecutors couldn't prove the case because they didn't even uh, they couldn't even uh, demonstrate uh, where the head because of they the didn't victim have the was. Head. Yeah. Right? Well, they didn't. Why didn't they have the head? They didn't have the head because the defendant cut it off and got rid of it. And yet, but he, they found the rest of the body. Yet he gets the benefit of that.
1: Maybe they should have done a better investigation and looked for the head.
2: Or, or, or maybe just a dose of common sense,
1: the jurors, ok. When you watch some of the jurors who are in the Jinx docu series, they really believed him.
2: I know. he convinced them
1: they, yeah, they were they really believed him and to and do to this day. Now, one thing happened in between the Morris Black trial and the Kathy Durst disappearance, And that is, Dur's another best friend and one-time spokesperson. Wouldn't she be more of a confidant? Confidant. That's confidant. A great word. I don't think I have a
2: confidant. Do you have a confidant?
1: Yeah, my mother is my that's confidant. That's your confidant? Yeah, she's totally my confidant. But, but, I mean, isn't your but, wife your confidant?
2: But I think wife trumps confidant. Like I think it's someone uh, separate from someone who's that close to you. You're exactly,
1: confidant. and that's my point. My mother is not just a mom. She's my confidant.
2: Well, I, I think mom Can't is. Can she be? I, I guess she can be both, but mother seems to trump confidant.
1: No, but you know so many mothers and daughters, they don't tell each other everything. Okay,
2: all right. You know, I right. tell her everything. So she's a hybrid.
1: She is a hybrid. <laughs> so, okay, so Susan Berman, the confidant, she is found dead Christmas Eve 2000. Right. And again, this is tied into this reemergence of an investigation into Kathy Durst's murder.
2: Right. This is, this is unreal. They, they, they start talking about the investigation and suddenly Susan Berman is dead. And then uh, a short time later, then Morris Black is dead. Yeah. Yeah. And all these people close or seemingly close to Robert Durst die. Yet he hasn't been convicted of anything.
1: But now, and this is what makes the trial happening now so intriguing, so exciting, and that is this is going to be three murder trials in one. The prosecutor in Los Angeles intends to prove that Robert Durst kill, murdered his wife, excuse me, murdered his wife, Kathy Durst, in 1982, murdered Morris Black, despite the fact that he was acquitted for it, and then finally murdered Susan Berman. So let's take a break, and after the break, we're going to talk about how the prosecutor intends to show this. So Robert Durst on trial in California for the death of Susan Berman from the year 2000. However, the prosecutor intends to prove that Robert Durst also murdered his wife, Kathy, and murdered his friend Morris Black in Galveston, Texas, who he was acquitted of murdering.
2: But Here's what I don't understand about that. Love it. I, I, I love it. I love think I think it's it. going to be fantastic, and it gives the jury a full picture of who this guy is and what he's done and why he has done it uh, from their perspective. However, if they've got the evidence that he murdered his wife, why don't they give it to the folks in New York and charge her? Charge okay. him in New York now- for that murder. <laughs> and And if they have this great evidence of the murder in Texas— I mean, he's already been found not guilty of that. So that's that's, that's a strange play. I've it's never like a double jeopardy thing. Se- I've never seen someone found not guilty of something and then that used by prosecutors against him.
1: Well, no, great, great, great questions. And that's why this case has taken so long to go to trial, because uh, originally the investigators in Los Angeles, started investigating this, I think in like 2012, or reinvestigating the Susan Berman death, 2012, and then 2013. So it has been a while, and a lot of it's the motion practice. Okay, so here's the deal. He is not being charged with the murder of Kathy Durst. I don't know why New York isn't doing anything, because in my opinion, they could share evidence, and of course, I agree with you, they could charge him in New York. But the way this has to be proved, it's called a special circumstance killing, the prosecutors in Los Angeles just have to show that he, in fact, murdered uh, Kathy Durst by a preponderance of the evidence. So ah. the standard is different. Okay.
2: Preponderance, oh. preponderance. That's just like just a little bit that's more. That's like fifty
1: one percent, right? Yeah, okay, a little bit more, right? a so little bit more, but, not but beyond it, a reasonable it, but, doubt. But, but you, no, but you you said fascinating. It is fascinating. This is, whole thing is fascinating because to prove Susan Berman was murdered, they have to show that Robert Durst also murdered his wife Kathy. And they intend to show that Susan Berman was there and witnessed it. And that is the wow. bombshell. That is wow. the bombshell. Because I have no idea. How can no they do idea. that?
2: How can they do that? It was 1982. 19- witnesses. Who are they bringing witnesses. in? Witnesses.
1: They're bringing everybody and their mothers. Who? Like millions of people. I, I'm not, I don't, I don't. There's, there's just a lot of people. But this a part lot fascinates oh, me. Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Because we're trying sorry, to sorry. case from 1982. It's not sorry. easy. Okay, so let me tell you. The people they are bringing in are witnesses that Susan Berman told Robert Durst kill Kathy.
2: Okay. And that comes in?
1: That comes in. You know why it comes in? I love this. This is amazing. It's called forfeiture by wrongdoing. You know what that means? It means you forfeit your right to object to hearsay because of your wrongdoing. What's the wrongdoing? Uh, You kill people. I should teach law. I am so good at this. I should teach law because it's so good.
2: This is out there. This is way out. out. It's it's Wild Wild West, baby. Isn't it basically double hearsay?
1: Yeah, but that's the point. Like he's
2: telling Susan uh, that he murdered someone, and then she's telling someone that he murdered someone, and that's coming in? No.
1: Here's the thing Susan was there. She witnessed it. That's what prosecutors say.
2: She witnessed it. She
1: witnesses. Did she take part in it? I don't know. I, that is not.
2: But she had knowledge for all these years. Yes. The confidant.
1: The confidant.
2: Had knowledge of the murder, allegedly. Yes. And becomes the motive for her to get murdered.
1: Exactly. Wow. And then Black and Berman, that comes in because the prosecution's theory is there was so much in common in Robert Durst's. Uh, design and plan of how he committed the murders and then how he tried to cover them up. And that's how everything comes in.
2: And, and will the defense be able to say, ladies and gentlemen, the jury, um, he was found not guilty of that murder.
1: I, I think they, yeah, I, I think that's, I, I wow. believe that it's fairness. I feel
2: bad for this jury. This is going to be a lot to try to understand. You're talking about three different murders beginning in 1982. And it's like, I'm looking at my watch. It's 2020.
1: Yeah, no, it's, 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 It's it's amazing. But let me tell you, uh, the chief prosecutor, John Lewin, who right now in a few minutes is going to be making his opening statement to this jury, which we expect is going to last two days. He did so much of the investigation on his own. He went to Galveston, Texas. He went to New York several times, but then ultimately found Robert Durst in Louisiana in the Big Easy and he spoke to him. So let's take a listen to a little bit of that interview.
2: You also talk about being in a in a in an airport and just sh- taking
0: water, uh, a thing of water, and you're like, I wasn't gonna wait in line. I mean, they're asking three dollars for a thing of water. Well, I was waiting in line. I'm at the airport now, right. and it's twenty feet to the cashier. But, I'm gonna take the water and leave. Do, 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 do you think, Bob? Do you think that if you'd
2: have been raised in a different... So you would agree that that's... So, for instance, all of us...
0: Um, well, I mean, I shoplifted since I was a little kid. Right. So it was nothing right? new or... Uh, but, but, but I mean, the reason that people don't... You know, we're taught, hey, you can't steal, or you have to do, follow this rule. Yeah, I didn't have to follow the rule. Yeah, and... and you're, Here's the line, you get at the end of the line. I'm thinking, I'm not going to get at the end of the line. I've got other things I want to do.
1: Now, that's just a little snippet of a conversation between John Lewin, prosecutor, and Robert Durst. What this jury is going to hear, Vinny, is so much more than the jinx revealed. In making the jinx, the filmmakers spoke to Robert Durst for over 20 hours. All of that has been unseen by the public, unheard. And they're they're giving it to prosecutors. Yes. Wow. And let me tell you. So this That's unusual. Oh, it is it is highly unusual. The opening statements, the trial, it is going to be filled with never seen before clips of Robert Durst.
2: This this could be devastating cuz uh, uh, but here's the thing. I mean, how devastating could the unseen stuff be? if they didn't put it in the documentary, right? If I'm making a documentary, be, oh, no, no, no. I put the best stuff no, in. No,
1: no, you know why? I'll t- no, no, I'll tell I you why. I put the best stuff in, the no. most incriminating
2: stuff I'm going oh, to put in my documentary. No, why would because, I leave it on the editing because floor? Because you're a
1: lawyer, because you're a lawyer. They're filmmakers. Think about it. A, a lawyer is going to be more discriminating in being able to recognize what an admission is. So the filmmakers, they're doing kind of like big money stuff. But a lawyer is going to say, oh, this little innocuous line. Maybe he's not very salacious, but this is an admission. Huh. 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 Well, and
2: you're still, but you still have to prove prove it to a jury who is like a viewer, right? So I, I still don't understand you make a documentary and you've got incriminating stuff that you don't put in the documentary. And instead, at the end of the documentary, you take his statements, you edit them, you delete stuff, and then you rearrange it to make him sound really guilty. Isn't that what they did in the jinx? No, of.
1: you know what the Jinx filmmakers—they really. But that little that, admission wait, at wait, the wait, end. No, but that was a different day. Let me just tell you. Okay, so the beginning interviews in the Jinx, when he's wearing that V-neck sweater and that little um, button-down poking out of the V-neck, yeah, that was done over three days in 2010. The end of the film with the bathroom, the bathroom, scene. the bathroom scene, that was done in 2012.
2: Okay. All right. Well but it's this,
1: all gonna come out in the trial. It's all gonna Benny. come out.
2: All right. Court TV will be covering it, of course. We're also covering another trial right now. Yes. Involving a single father who literally was begging for his life, telling the men who were pointing a gun at him that he's got a little daughter. Please don't kill me. They shot him in the head. Now we've got a death penalty trial. We're gonna talk about that next.
0: Follow Court TV live over the air, uninterrupted. If you're watching television with an antenna, just rescan your channels now to add Court TV. And go to courttv.com to see the exact channel position and more ways to watch Court TV in your area. We are also covering on Court TV an
2: extremely tragic and sad, sad case involving a single dad. His name, um, Adam Hillary. As a little girl, she was five years old at the time, and he's a single dad. So he, yeah. he goes on a dating app yeah. to meet someone. And, you know, I don't know. I guess dating apps are, are a thing now, and I understand. It's a, it's a way for someone who's a single dad, you're kind of busy, to, to meet someone. And uh, so he meets this woman named Haley Rose Bustos. Yeah. And they have sort of a normal date involving bowling, But unbeknownst to Mr. Hillary, she was allegedly working in cahoots with three men. This is
1: so, so rough.
2: Yeah, after the date, go back to um, the single dad, Adam Hillary's apartment, bust in there, hold a gun to his head, and then, because they're there to rob him. Yeah. She had allegedly cased the joint out, saw that he had, I don't know, some video games and other stuff, who knows. And they hold a gun to his head. He's begging for his life shoot and kill him, rob the place, um, and then afterwards allegedly are laughing about the fact that he was begging for his life.
1: This is the worst of the worst and involves the dating app Plenty of Fish, which uh it's not the only case out there, right? There was just this case in Ohio, uh, a woman, same Graham, app. same dating app. So I think it one, it is really exposing the security in these dating apps, and number two, it is just the worst of humanity. It really is. Haley Bustos is really young. These people are really young, and the fact that she orchestrated this entire robbery turned murder and now is expected to testify for the prosecution, it's it's frankly disgusting because to me, she did this. She has his blood on her hands and now is getting the benefit of a deal.
2: And she may, uh, and there's no deal on the record yet that we've seen.
1: No, and but but here's the thing, you know it's coming. It's coming. She has no trial date. But what
2: is that deal going to be? I don't know. Oh,
1: I am sure it's going to be something a lot less than Warner, the defendant on trial, one, the trigger man, is facing, and that's the death penalty.
2: Yeah, Warner's facing the death penalty, and we're, we're back in Florida on another death penalty case, and, and we've seen uh, how difficult it is for prosecutors to get the death penalty these days uh, down in the Sunshine State. Uh, but this is one where, you know, the image is is so clear of what's happening. You know exactly what he's thinking about. And Helly Bustos told investigators about this, that he's, he's saying, I'm, I'm a father. I've got a daughter. I've got a little girl. He
1: had a job Please. interview later that week. Yeah,
2: take whatever you want. Yeah. Take whatever you want. Just... Please spare my life. And they don't, and then they laugh about
1: it. Okay, so number one, just rob him, right? Like, put ski masks on, do whatever you got to do. Just rob the dude. Like, he didn't care anyway. But I think what often happens, and you've seen this, is that robberies turn to murder because everyone is so convinced that they're going to be identified these days. Right, right. right, You're getting rid of the witness. Exactly, you're getting rid of the witness. Uh, But also, it's strange that all four. So we have uh, Ellington is the defendant who was the getaway driver. So he never went in the apartment. So Ellington is in the getaway car. I guess Haley Bustos also remained outside. And then it's Gary Gray who went in with Warner and Warner was the trigger man. Uh, I am confused why prosecutors did not Uh, join these four cases together. Because I think initially, maybe the way they were arrested, everybody was tried separately, but it doesn't make sense. I would 100% want all four of these Yeah, there's going
2: to be some finger pointing in the other direction. Yeah, uh, that's why, uh, yeah, as an yeah. attempt to perhaps save the life uh, of this defendant. And by the way, this defendant has undergone uh, one extreme of those, makeover. Yeah, one of those extreme makeovers. All of a sudden, he looks like a what an accountant? Or no, a clerk? I
1: actually thought he was the clerk. It's the so cl- funny. I thought he was the clerk of the court because he's sitting in that weird side table. Yeah, and Julia Janae is reporting, and I and she keeps talking about him. And I was like, why do they keep showing me the clerk of the courtroom? What, what, is he, what is happening here? And, you know, Vinny, I know you like to make fun of defense attorneys, so I will own up to something. Defense attorneys always think, put glasses on your client. Make them look smarter. Make them look more credible. So with poor Warner, they said, hey, dude, shave your head. Put some glasses on. Nice, clean button down. And uh, we'll get you a big NG out of this.
2: Yeah. Well, I was speaking with a defense attorney who will remain nameless mm. and... Uh, They had a client who, again, they did the the glasses routine. Okay. But he picked out his own glasses, and he came back with, like, these black-rimmed glasses. So instead of looking like a murderer, he looked like a child molester. (laughs) <laughs> and, and they said get rid of the glasses look, look at your get rid of those glasses so you know it, it's part of the uh, of what of, of the show that's inside a courtroom because this guy's not going to testify he's got a long rap sheet he's not getting on the witness stand I don't he's think. a
1: really bad rap sheet yeah
2: absolutely so um the only thing that he's going to present to this jury is what he looks like so they um he looks much much different looks you know like a, yeah like you said like a clerk like like anyone much different than the mugshot. Much different than than the mugshot. Now, from my perspective, Haley Bustos is the key to this whole case, how her testimony goes, because in going through the police reports and everything, she's the one that gives all the information, all the inside information on how this whole thing was. And her story is, she got paid 50 bucks for this. All this for 50 bucks.
1: uh, Okay, first of all, it's way, She sent him a text
2: saying, I had a great time on the date, we have to do it again. Unreal.
1: I don't know what to say. I, you know, it, life isn't the way it was when w- you and I, you know, used to hang out at DJs at Belmar, right? Separately, of course. Well, folks. that was the here's the point thing is you just go to a bar, you get drunk, and you meet some well, guy don't and have make to, out. Yeah, but you don't except think, you didn't do those things. You don't, you don't, have don't have to get drink. drunk. No, well, but, I do to make out.
2: But I remember growing up in the '70s, the scary thing was the warning was: be careful who you meet at the singles bar. Well, now the
1: singles bar. Yeah. Yeah. you know, like if you're looking wait, for Mr. Goodbar. Wait, you're oh looking for Mr. Goodbar. You know you remind me of. Uh, do you remember Three's Company? So Jack's Jack best Chipper. friend Larry. Oh, I
2: thought you were gonna say Jack because my acting coach in college told me uh, I reminded her a lot of uh, Jack Ritter.
1: Oh, that's a, that's a great compliment.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, it was. I was
1: thinking Larry, but go ahead. Yeah. You so, can keep So yeah, I remember
2: Larry was the single guy, right? He would go to all <laughs> the singles bar, but th- these days there's dating apps which make it easy, and. But it's so dangerous, right, because there's so many scammers on the Internet, and this may be one in in this case. Um, The advice I would give to people is, you know, if you're using the Internet to get the date, use the Internet to research the person you have the date with.
1: No. Find out a little bit more about that. And go to a
2: public place.
1: Yes, go to 100%. But but listen, these trials— the Graham case in Ohio, this case, all of these dating app murder trials have to send a message to the dating app industry that we need more security, otherwise you are going to go out of business.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm not blaming victims here because, you, you know, you're trusting, you go on a date, you had a good time, you wouldn't expect anything I, like this to happen, yeah. but you've got to keep your, you've got to be aware and, and you've got to be skeptical of everything on the internet except tv.com <laughs> which you can go log on to and see all these clips anyway when we come back we're going to talk about a convicted rapist
1: Uh oh here we go i
2: don't call him former movie mogul anymore i now call him harvey weinstein convicted rapist
0: next
2: Right now, this is actually the first time we've been in a room together since Harvey Weinstein has changed his title from movie mogul, star maker to convicted rapist. He's
1: still a movie mogul. Not anymore. He's still a movie mogul. He's a mogul.
2: convicted rapist. He's right up there with uh, comedian Bill Cosby.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Right. It's it's, it's it is, uh, it's sad.
2: All right, so let's exactly. talk about let's talk about the sentencing first sure. because th- it seems there's a lot of range here, right? A lot of discretion
1: for my friend Judge Burke? Your friend Judge Burke. So yes, the range is 5 to 29 years in total. So it's 5 to 25 on the criminal sexual act in the first degree, which right. is a violent B as in boy felony offense, and then with the other count, the rape 3. Uh, rape in the third degree, it's actually a nonviolent felony. And that range is one and a half to four years okay. because it were separate accusers, separate incidents. They should
2: be consecutive, they not concurrent. They should be
1: consecutive. Calm down. Relax. No free crimes. Relax. Which no like 30 free seconds crimes. into the segment. Calm down. Bring it down a few notches. Okay. So, We've got five to 25 plus the one and a half to four equals five to 29.
2: Okay. So Let, let's
1: talk about, let's guess. Well, let's, let's, put guess. Money on, well, let's put money on, let's put money on how much he's going to. Judge Burke
2: starts in the middle and then moves a little bit upwards. I agree. On one.
1: I can't believe I agree. I agree. No. Consecutive. Okay. So all together, how much do you think?
2: So what is it? Five to 25. So what's in the middle of that? 15. So I think we're looking at like 17 years.
1: Everybody word on the street. Like Center Street, right? Ten to fifteen.
2: Oh, that's not that. that, That's middle, and then down. He's
1: sixty-seven years old with like five billion health problems, and don't don't try to compare your back problems to his, please.
2: Don't start with the chest. Those chest pains remind me of Sanford and Son. Remember, you used to get the chest pains all the time. (laughs) That's what happened after the verdict came in. This is the big one. This is the big one. (laughs) Give me a break.
1: Let's talk about the chest mates. That he is get, so transparent. He gets injections in his eyeballs.
2: For what? Diabetes? What I think glaucoma
1: or something. Glaucoma. He should uh, just smoke pot. Like, I'll
2: fix it. No, here's, here's, they have health care in prison.
1: Oh, the best. Honestly, yeah. I to, I've yeah. told you this. My clients used to organize their arrests around. Procedures? Medical procedures. <laughs> they used to say like, hey, Ms. Iyer, can you just not come back for a few weeks so, so what, I can get that tooth fixed?
2: Tell me what it really means in, in New York, though. 10 to 15. Say he gets 10 to 15. Does that mean he serves 10 up to 15? Or does Great that question. mean that he serves? 10, or he serves a portion of 10? It's 10. like,
1: it, in state prison, it's seven-eighths. Seven-eighths? Seven-eighths okay. of that time period. That's not so bad. So 10 to 15, you're probably... Okay. You so know, then it'll be, be
2: 77 like, or so Yeah. when he gets out, okay. if he's not convicted in Los Angeles. Thank you. What's going so, on out there? All
1: right. So in Los Angeles, the prosecutor is saying they completely intend to pursue their charges, in Los Angeles, there are two accusers. One, of course, was the one of the Molyneux witnesses in the New York case. So they are going forward. They're still uh, investigating their prior bad act witnesses. And uh, as we talked about with Durs you know, the, the whole California law is much more— what's the word, open, fluid, uh, you know, they're, they're, it's a free-for-all, so they can probably get a lot more prior bad act witnesses in California. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I yeah, didn't yeah, realize yeah. that. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah, going to yeah. be a
2: cleaner case. No, it's going to be. No.
1: So if they have two, I mean, they really could get five or six. Wow. Maybe maybe even more in California. So they're still working on the accusers. They don't have a timeline. It could be, but the L.A. prosecutors do seem to intend for a trial to occur, but excellent. there's always this room for disposition, right? So I think it depends on what Harvey Weinstein gets sentenced to in New York sentencing schedule for March 11th. And I am actually very surprised that uh, from everyone I've spoken to, all the parties seem to believe that sentencing will actually happen on March 11th. And because, and the as reason. As long as he doesn't
2: have more chest pains.
1: Well, I'm I think he wants to have the chest pains to keep him in Bellevue as opposed to going to the island. Yeah, exactly. And then at the island, Rikers Island, sorry, the island. Uh like Fantasy Island. No. Not exactly. Not, 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 not quite. Exactly. <laughs> Temptation Island, not that either. Mm-hmm. So Rikers, Rikers Island. It's Rikers. Oh, Rikers Island is the worst place in the world. Like, can I explain to you, when I would go to Riker's Island, I wouldn't even drink bottled water from a vending machine because I was just, f- I was convinced I was sitting is in, it like, an tuberculosis. Is, tuberculosis.
2: It an, is it an actual island? Oh, yeah. Like like. It's Alcatraz?
1: Not. Okay, so, no, there's, like, a bridge. Really? It's like a, yeah. And is the
2: only thing on Rikers Island, the prison? Or, Correct. Or, or do people have like no, there's summer like, homes there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be summering on Rikers.
1: <laughs> there's a summer home. There's like a nice little pub. <laughs> right. You know, a cute little none Italian restaurant. No, so there's like, none of that. So What's like, wrong with you? So it's just
2: like Alcatraz. Yeah. It's like New York Alcatraz.
1: Yeah. It's so gross. It's so gross. It's vile. I would not pee for like 12 hours. Between going, visiting, and coming back. <laughs> Just, it's so gross. Okay. So anyway, what was your question? Uh,
2: <laughs> I don't know if I have one after that. <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, but Weinstein is convicted. Um, here's oh, one last question, yeah. right? Because I, I know you, you spoke a lot with the defense team. Yes, sir. I a lot of time with them. I know Donna Rattuno going in, had this winning streak. Are they considering this a win No, no, because defense attorneys are very loose with their definition of what a win is. This is not a win. When a 67-year-old man is going to be in prison until he's almost 80, that's not a win.
1: Okay, okay, stop shaking your finger at me. I feel sad because they appeared to be uh, really upset. upset. I I mean, I call it a partial victory. Not. I don't think it's a partial. I don't think it's a full win for the prosecution. Why are you looking over your shoulder? Who's there? Someone behind you? Why are you? We're in a podcast. No, no, no. Room. we're talking Who about. We're talking at? about
2: the defense win streak is over. Okay, that was not a win. That it was wasn't a, loss. a complete loss. That was an L.
1: They won on the top counts of life in prison, predatory sexual assault.
2: You see, that's that's why defense attorneys have win streaks, ladies and gentlemen, because they don't know the difference between winning and losing. When the jury comes back and says your client is guilty of first-degree rape, that, ladies and gentlemen, is a loss. I will tell you
1: this. So, of the two lead attorneys, Donna Vertuno, and Damon Tronis, I think Damon listens to the podcast. So, maybe after he listens to this episode— Damon, it's a loss. He will text me what he thinks.
2: It's a a loss. I've had this argument with— defense attorneys for years directly
1: to our listeners no no but i've had
2: this argument with defense attorneys for years especially when i was a prosecutor they would come back and say, yeah i won that case really what was the verdict well they found him guilty wait, of wait, this wait, this or this prosecutors but they didn't find- do
1: prosecutors do the same thing all the time stop it when prosecutors especially are running for office they'll say they had this record and that record they do it all the time so you're that fra- was
2: a win for prosecutors harvey I don't, I don't weinstein know. was convicted of first degree rape i'm sorry it's a win it's a win. Okay. So I will can- concede that the case down in Orange County, Florida, involving Casey Anthony, where she was found guilty of some stupid little charges, uh, that was a win for the defense. Okay.
1: Okay. But okay. That's
2: totally different than this scenario.
1: Well, be- I, okay. Defense
2: did an unbelievable job. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. lawyers.
1: But no, I mean, I, I would hire them in a heartbeat. E violent felony offense conviction. Absolutely. That's right. where we're at. So, so okay. So, um, just so our listeners know and our viewers know, we're going to keep everyone updated on the Harvey Weinstein case, the sentencing, March 11th. Uh, hopefully, on uh, the television, we'll do some coverage of yeah. that. I'm by sure. the way,
2: by the way, you may have court TV and you don't even know it. If you have oh. a digital antenna, right? <gasps> If you have a digital antenna, please rescan it because our signal is popping up across the country in different cities and markets uh, all the time. So if you haven't rescanned your antenna recently, you may be missing out on court TV.
1: And it's been a few weeks since we told people how to rescan because last week when you, it was just me and you Ted, did tell them because I don't know what it is. So I just completely ignored our producer's notes to tell oh. people about rescanning. So thank you, Vincent. Right. Thank you it. very much. Thanks we'll for listening. <laughs> talk
0: to you later.